On this episode of Extinction Event, the Tacopa Pupfish. When the hot desert pools this fish called home became a vacation destination, health-conscious travelers came looking for a therapeutic soak. Unfortunately for the pupfish, the healing powers of these waters would lead them to their deaths. Welcome to Extinction Event, the podcast about extinct animals and how they got that way. I'm Melissa Thomas. I'm here with Jack Collier. Hello. Today we're doing a fish, our first fish. Pretty exciting. Mm. Maybe the last. <laughs> we'll see how popular it is. Yeah, I don't. I don't anticipate this being one of the better episodes. <laughs> I'm. Just, it's true. Nobody. Uh, do you just skip. Turn it off now. No. Save yourself a lot of trouble. This is a really great story. It's, it's but you don't see it being a good episode? People just aren't, don't care about fish. Oh, God. I mean, we this dump all of our, This might be our last <laughs> extinction event ever. <laughs> Wait, why? You're just cutting the legs out of this thing. I'm, I'm doing the episode for me. Yeah. So, okay. You need to upsell it. Let's start Let's over. Let's start over. Start over. Try this again where you actually like this okay. episode. Okay. Okay. Um, wow. So our first fish. That's exciting. I hope it's not our last. It won't be. I hated my thing right there. <laughs> it's so fake. It is fake. Because I was fake too, but I thought we were doing like a fake bit. That we are. And we oh, still are. Okay. <laughs> I'm ex- it's a great story, Jack. I think this is going to surprise. I've never even heard of a pup fish, so I'm everything is a surprise. Does the pup fish sound tiny? Cause it does. In a- my head, it's like it's like flopping out of the mud, shooting, squirting stuff at people. It could be anything. You could tell me this thing catches a frisbee, and I'd believe you at this point. I'm open. Well, it's not that the fish itself is all that exciting, but the story about its extinction is. This is unprecedented excitement for an, one of the episodes from Melissa Thomas. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I don't have any. It's a lot else. of hype. Let's see if you live up to okay. it. Okay. Let's go. Deep in the Mojave Desert, in the small town called Tacopa, is a pair of small hot springs, no more than 20 feet wide. This is the home of the Tacopa pupfish. They had a lifespan of about two years. The males were bright blue. The females were striped. And they were capable of living in really warm water, allegedly up to about 110 degrees Fahrenheit. That's hot. Oh, yeah. The pupfish had been inhabitants of the Mojave Desert region since at least the last Ice Age, but back then, the area would have looked a lot different than it does today. The climate was wetter and colder, and there would have been a lot more lakes in the region. One of those lakes was Lake Tacopa, the first home of the Tacopa pupfish. Over the years, due to climate change, Lake Tacopa begins to slowly dry up. The pupfish are forced to swim down tributaries where they will eventually end up being stranded in two small geothermally heated pools of mineral-rich water. These will later be named North and South Tacopa Hot Springs. The fish are slowly able to adapt to the change in water composition and temperature over many, many years. Basically, they're living in a hot tub. 
And on top of that, these hot tubs are located in the incredibly hot and dry Mojave Desert, just on the edge of Death Valley. I have never been to Death Valley, which is crazy. It feels like everybody should have been there at some point. If you lived in California, yeah. Yeah. I, You're yes. required. I am, yeah. So you've been? Yeah, I've been. Oh, you no haven't been? No. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> what do you do there? You just, you're like, it's, it's cool. There's like, um, well, if you're me, you get hit in the face with a boomerang. You get hit in the face with a boomerang. I don't want to talk about it, but I got hit in the face with a boomerang and it split my lip open and I bled everywhere. Wow. Yeah. All over my shirt. Oh, and I, I had to walk back to the campsite. And a bunch of people were looking at me like, whoa. But that's, you know, it's just your lip. That so when it's the name Death Valley, yeah, I get it. I almost died. <laughs> so count yourself lucky that you've never been to Death Valley. All right. I, I will. Thank you. Well, for those of us who have not been to Death Valley, I thought we'd give a little background. Death Valley is the hottest, driest, and lowest national park. In the summer, temperatures can rise above 120 degrees Fahrenheit. The highest temperature on record was 134 degrees in 1913. With temps that high, it seems obvious why it's called Death Valley, but there is an alleged origin story for the name. Have you heard of this? No. Okay. Legend has it that in 1849... Some pioneers were on their way to California in search of gold, and they're part of a wagon train. That's like a you know a caravan of covered wagons. They disco- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and what is a wagon? I just a wagon train. Like, it seemed like a weird. I feel like you learned that word right after you learned the word wagon. <gasps> okay. <laughs> They've really been that separated for you. I don't know why it was okay. <laughs> Enough. Uh, Moving on. They discover what they think is a shortcut on their map. And they're like, screw this wagon train. Let's beat these fools to the gold. So they separate from the caravan and proceed to get hopelessly lost. They wander around the blistering hot desert for months. Eventually they make it through. and And one of the surviving pioneers stands on a hill facing this valley that they had just barely survived and he says, goodbye, Death Valley. <laughs> <laughs> and just everyone around him hearing that is like, ah, oh, you nailed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's such a basic name, but it you know, gets the job done. It, it's basic, so simple, right on, right on the nose. It's good. I would have complicated it. I would have loved to have been there for that. Oh, oh, we made it, guys. I didn't think we were. We're going well, to get through. Well done, travelers. Yeah. Oh, boy. I think we should uh, take this moment to reflect and give this valley a name. Wait a sec. Are you trying to name this this pl- this valley? Yes, I'm very good at it. Uh, yeah, you, what, I, I don't know. You named the last two places. Like, Why don't you give one of us a shot? This is ridiculous. The last two places I named were spot on. Ah, look at that. Goodbye, Grand Canyon. Finally over. Goodbye, Rocky Mountains. Yes, so those were really good names. 
I, I guess. I mean, they're kind of generic names. Fine, I'll do but... something. I had one in mind, but I'll try a new one, okay? Whatever. Okay, do your thing. <sighs> Goodbye, Beelzebub's bowling alley. <laughs> See? It doesn't work. Let me just go with my original one. Everybody get in position again. I don't want to. We wasted the first one. Let, get back to where you were. Let me try it again. There he goes. He's going to do it, guys. Everybody get gathered around. Come on. All right. Hold on. Let me fix my hat. Let the master work. Do you mind? Can I have some quiet? Okay. Okay. All right. Let's go. Let's get out of this valley. Goodbye, Death Valley. Dude, that's good. I got to admit, that totally describes what we just went through. Now let's go to the blue ocean. Back to Tacopa. There was a large settlement of Native Americans in Tacopa, and there had been for a while. Native American tribes inhabited the Death Valley region for a couple thousand years before Europeans got there. Tacopa was particularly popular for a couple of reasons. It was located near the Old Spanish Trail. That is a historical trade route in the southwest. And the Native Americans were also big fans of the Tacopa Hot Springs. Big fans. Oh, yeah. They believed that the hot springs were power spots and used the water for medicinal healing and sacred gatherings. Anyhow, Native Americans had been using Tacopa Hot Springs for a very long time, and they were probably aware of the pupfish that was living there. But they seemed to have left it alone. And they had, uh, I'm assuming, a harmonious relationship. No problems for the pupfish yet. Then people start to head out west. And at first, they're mostly just passing through the area. But a lot of people make a point to hit up the Tacopa Hot Springs on their way to wherever they're going. Uh, I found a snippet from something called The Prairie Traveler, which was a handbook for cross-country travelers back then. I guess that's kind of like the pioneer version of a Lonely Planet guide. Mm. In the 1859 edition, it mentions regarding Tacopa that, quote, the spring is on the left of the road and animals must not be allowed to drink the celeritous water. Celeritus? Celeritus. Meaning salty? Minerally? Yeah, mineral rich or like salt. Sounds like salty. It's just like an old timey word. I think it's kind of funny because, so it's like a tourist guide back then, basically, of, I don't know, the Southwest or something, the prairie. Yeah. And it, it just shows how tourism back then was just, that was the heyday. You could do whatever you wanted, really. Nowadays, you got to like stand in a queue and pay a bunch of money to go. Anyway, sorry. In a queue? <laughs> you take the lorry to the queue? <laughs> okay. So it was already a tourist attraction by 1859. And then the area really starts to develop. There's some mining going on. They build a railroad. And there's an increase in people to the area who are no doubt soaking in these hot springs after a long day's work. But even with all of this development, the pupfish still seem to be thriving. The humans aren't murdering them. They're not eating them like they usually do. They seem to be coexisting peacefully. Unusual. Mm. Then it begins. In the 1940s, something big is going to happen. Not only in Tacopa, but all across the Mojave Desert and nearby places like Palm Springs. And that big thing is... 
hot springs therapy. Oh, shoot. Oh, yeah. People really start to become fascinated by the supposed healing properties of these bubbling hot pools. And just like that, the hot springs era is born. Hot springs therapy was by no means a new idea. Obviously, the Native Americans had known about it. Mm-hmm. And they'd already been using the Tacopa hot springs for a long time. It's also something that had been practiced in Japan and Europe. And it traces back even further to ancient times. The ancient Romans used natural mineral baths that they called sanus per aquam. That's uh, Latin. And it translates to health through water. And if you take the first three letters of that phrase, sanus per aquam. It's spa. You get spa. That's cool. I actually learned something. <laughs> the, like the, the first time uh-huh. in the whole series? No, that makes it sound like I already knew all this stuff. <laughs> but that is an interesting factoid. Yeah. So that's, the whole idea of spa had uh, been invented in practice for thousands of years before Americans stumble upon it. But for them, you know, it was brand new. And a doctor started endorsing. <laughs> the doctors started endorsing. They start endorsing the health benefits of geothermally heated mineral waters, toting them as pretty much a cure for anything and everything. You know, whatever was ailing you, these waters could fix it. Uh, which is no surprise to me because back then, doctors also endorsed smoking. And Yeah, makes sense. Hi, Doc. I, uh, I think I broke my arm. I see. It's a little floppy over there, huh? It's I'm in a lot of pain. It's sticking through the skin. I've got blood everywhere. Yeah, it's dripping out. Well, I think I have just the thing for you. Uh, anytime, Doc. Uh, I'm about to pass out. The pain is unbearable. Have you tried the cigarette? I think so. Is that working? Ooh, I'm in flavor country now. <laughs> I see the arm is still flopping around there, though. Uh, it's it's kind of tough to hold the cigarette <laughs> with all the blood. Doing a great job, though. It seems to be extinguishing the flame. <laughs> you know what? Wait. You know what? I think you need the uh, the spa. You heard of it? Oh, you mean the Sequitarium Piranus uh, Abdullah or whatever it's called? Yeah. Yeah, I think that'll fix you right up. There's healing powers, benefits, all that jazz. You get yourself in one of those, soak in that for 10 to 15 minutes a day. That arm's going to be hard as a, as a stale cigarette before you know it. Thanks, Doc. I haven't heard a word you said. I'm uh, losing blood at an incredible rate. Get yourself down to Tacopa. So interest in the hot springs soars, and all of a sudden, desert towns like Tacopa aren't just a pit stop on the way to somewhere better. They become a vacation destination, and basically a death sentence for the pupfish. Well, isn't that ironic? A health craze that leads to... The death of a species. Oh, yeah. Isn't this deep? That's <laughs> right away, some entrepreneurial minds are going to capitalize on this. First off, there's this one guy who had worked on the railroad at Tacopa, and he was familiar with the area and with the hot springs. He decides he's going to build a hot springs bath in his backyard out of cinder blocks. Genius. Is it? It sounds really uncomfortable. It sounds like a really nice, you know, weekend project. Harold, what do you think you're doing? Mom, what? 
Leave me alone. What are you doing with those cinder blocks? I'm making a hot tub. A what? Hot tub, and I'm going to turn it into a hot springs resort. Everybody's going to flock to the area, and they're going to want to get in this pool, and we're going to be millionaires. You're building a hot spring resort in our backyard? Yeah, out of cinder blocks. Why don't you finish building your water park first? Nobody wants to go to water parks, Ma. You got a half-built water park over there. I know, but like what I... In the middle of it... There's a wave machine. You told me I'm there. I gave you all this money for this wave machine. Trends come and go. What do you want me to do? Nobody wants to go to uh-huh. water parks and anymore. And the indoor skydiving? I guess that's... There's just... I don't know. That maybe... Uh-huh. I, and the rock climbing wall? Our uh, backyard is getting ridiculous. So yeah, this guy, he he knows that people are just starting to get into hot springs therapy. And what he does is he expands that one bath into what will become the Tacopa Hot Springs Resort. And a pupfish are like, wait, what? <laughs> you, you turn in our home into a resort now? This You read this? That's what the pupfish? Yeah, they got him on record? <laughs> I'm assuming this is what might have collectively been going through their tiny little minds. It's like whenever you get a small town somewhere that turns into a tourist town, right? Tourist mm-hmm. attraction. And uh, the locals hate it, right? Well, it's like being in Las Vegas and complaining about tourists. It's like, <laughs> it's, what do you, what? <laughs> a pupfish, they have anywhere to go. They can't just close their front door and get away from the tourists. You're right. Totally justified. By saying, what? Okay, so it's not just the one uh, resort either. There's another guy who's going to get in on this. And he lived in um, Los Angeles. And they just, his name's Elias. Uh, that's all. They, they, they didn't even get a last name for this guy. It's just like, this guy named Elias from Los Angeles, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, I know that guy. From L.A.? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so he's suffering from arthritis, and his friend says, hey, you should go over to Tacopa and soak in these uh, mud baths everyone's talking about. I guess at that time they were called mud baths, mm. not... Hot springs. Yeah. What incident had to happen where they're like, we can't call these mud baths anymore? Like, it's a bad public image. We got to switch it to hot springs. <laughs> I think we all know what the incident was. I know. I I think we know. <laughs> but beyond whatever might have happened, that they, they were muddy, you know? Mm-hmm. Natural hot springs aren't like going into a resort. It's it's like going into a mud bath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jack. Well, I'm, okay. I'm just listening to this information. He's like, so go give the mud baths a try. They might help your arthritis. So Elise goes to the hot springs and soaks in them for like a month. And either it cures his arthritis or he just realized there was a ton of money to be made on these baths, which I'm assuming is probably the case. Regardless, he starts to feel a lot better. Oh, Jesus, mud bath feels good on my arthritic hips. Oh, hello, sir. Uh, I see you're soaking in the, in the hot springs there. Yeah, it's for my arthritis. If you don't mind, I'd just like some space. Oh, Jeez, uh, man, I, it's a pretty big tub. You, you sure? Yeah, I like can't... to stretch out. Like I said, I have arthritis in my hips and down in my toes, and I need to stretch. You don't say. Um, uh huh. 
you know what? I got arthritis too. On just oh, how death. convenient. <laughs> well, then you know how much space you need. So I, beat it. Sir, I, you know what? I came all the way from L.A. Oh, I came all the way. Stuff. So did I. Okay. Look at us. So we both came from L.A. We both got arthritis. We both want to sit in this mud bath. Go get your own, buddy. This, I really want this one, though. This particular one? Yes, this particular tub right here. Then I guess we got a problem. How about this? How about I give you a buck? You scoot over. Let me get in there. Well, hop on in. The mud's just fine. <laughs> so Elias decides that he's going to open up a spa resort as well. And if I'm a pupfish, I'm like, another resort? Are you kidding me? I, you, it's it's shame that you weren't around <laughs> to give these pupfish a voice when they're alive. Because you are nailing it with what they would have been thinking. <laughs> okay, thank you. At this point, the story gets a little dubious. The land he wants to purchase to put the resort on is unpurchasable. It was designated as veteran homesteading, and legally, the only way you could purchase it was with this special money that was given to discharged soldiers after the Civil War. The thing was, this special money was pretty much gone uh, or on display in museums. That's really the only place you could find it. These like battle bucks or something? <laughs> what, you, what special <laughs> discharged soldier money? I don't what know. What does that mean? <laughs> good, good job at the war. You made... 15 battle bucks. You could buy a land. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so you could only buy it with this special buddy, but Elias remembers that his grandfather was a Civil War veteran, and he goes back to his granddad's house, and he's, like, rummaging around, I guess. I don't know. Maybe his granddad's there, and he somehow miraculously finds $2,000 in battle bucks. <laughs> Which just so happens to be the exact same amount that the land he wanted to buy cost. Sounds real shady. It's shady. Why the backstory? Why did he need to do this <laughs> elaborate story? That's like how you know someone's lying, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, okay. Uh, this guy, did he even have arthritis? <laughs> I, oh, man. Okay, so he builds the Delights Hot Springs Resort. And it pops up just in time. Because people are going spa crazy at this point. They just can't get enough of it. And the pupfish are probably thinking, Here it comes. <laughs> Go back to LA already, you know? <laughs> get out of our town. You are like the poet laureate of <laughs> pupfish. Thank you. I, I knew one day Capturing I'd find my calling. Capturing just like exactly what they were going through. <laughs> And it wasn't just the healing powers of the hot mineral water that was drawing them in. It was also the resort experience as well. These new travelers weren't roughing it like their pioneering relatives. Now not only could they relax in the soothing water, but they could relax even more back at their hotel and get pampered, you know, with like massages and meditation and stuff you do at a resort. Yeah. Right. Eating and stuff. The people seeking the resort experience are mostly visiting during the winter months. The rest of the year, the resident population in Tacopa is around 300. During winter, around 18,000 people start visiting the area each month. You know, the reason nobody's coming during the summer is because... It, it's friggin' hot. Yeah, 
Death Valley could get to 134 was the top temperature. And you can just cool down in a nice hot springs. Yeah, at that point, you're cooling off. Extinction Event is brought to you by Mammoth Bar. You know, I just wanted to say that Mammoth Bar is an all-inclusive sort of a bar, really. You know, I I think there may be a few misperceptions about the Mammoth Bar Mm -hmm. because a lot of the images you'll see of people with Mammoth Bars Mm -hmm. are in uh, super active situations. You know, they're climbing mountains. It makes sense. It's a great bar to have on the go because it's lots of protein. It gives you energy. It's organic. And it's all these things that are good for a healthy body. Yeah, that's great. If you lead an active lifestyle and you eat mammoth bars, that's wonderful, but you don't have to. And and this, of course, is coming from the emails. Well, that is, yeah, that's what... I feel like there's some background you should let people in on. Right, well... We've been getting a lot of emails from people who are including photoshopped pictures of themselves along with their mammoth bar odor orders right which is not a requirement on the checkout these people are putting washboard abs onto themselves and you know putting them on mountain bikes kind of jumping over stuff and it's obvious that these are fakes and i'm guessing the reason is is because they think they need to be super active and it's just not the case it's not a requirement look you don't have to be a part of crossfit to eat a mammoth bar you don't have to go through extensive plastic surgery to put in pecs <laughs> and calves and, you know, all these other crazy fake muscles just so you can order a vanilla almond mammoth bar. It's not necessary. Mm-mm. You don't have to do it. Look, you don't need to send in a video of you doing a one finger push up when we can obviously see that there's straps holding you up. You know, it's not a real push up. No, <laughs> we can see it. You're not fooling anybody, and you don't need to do it. You don't. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm glad we've cleared that up. And just one more thing you don't have to slide into our DMs with a heavily CG'd video of you clenching your butt cheeks so hard that you can lift up a 20 pound weight. Okay. <laughs> None of this is necessary. <laughs> All right, so go to mammothbar.com, and again, it's really simple to order it there, and and nowhere does it say that you need to send these images or videos. Stop sending us photos. So to keep up with the surge in visitors, the resorts have to expand, and so do the hot springs. This leads to a couple of problems. First, once you start making those pools bigger and adding more man-made pools, the temperature of the water is going to drop. These pools are heated by naturally occurring geothermal activity that seeps up from deep inside the earth. You can't really just turn a knob and make the temperature rise, and that's a problem for resort owners because no one wants to spend their vacation days soaking in lukewarm water. You see what's going on? More pools, temperature drops, Mm because you need more heat to heat the pools. Yeah. Okay. So their solution to this was to increase the flow of the water throughout the whole system. The idea here is that if you increase the flow, you can push the hot water that's coming from that source underground throughout the whole system. It's just like a hot tub. Mm. You know, if you hang out right next to the vents 
It's a lot warmer than it is at the center of the hot tub. So when you turn on those bubbles, that forces the hot water coming from the vents throughout the rest of the hot tub, and it, and it mixes all together. Hmm. Okay, so they want to increase the flow of the water to all of the smaller hot springs and baths at the resorts. So what they do is they rechannel the northern and southern Tacoba hot springs and merge them together to create a faster flow throughout the system. And now that hot water is getting circulated through the system at a quicker rate. This is great for the resorts, not so great for the pupfish. And I have to say it was a little hard to find out what was really happening here. There wasn't a lot of records on it. But essentially when those resorts turn on the jets, you know, it's going to wreak havoc on the pupfish habitat. They'd adapted over thousands of years to live in this really specialized environment. Then all of a sudden everything changes overnight. Now they had to deal with warmer temperatures and faster currents. They would have to adapt overnight if they wanted to survive this and reverse thousands of years of evolution. But hey, you know, the resort goers were happy. It's all that matters. There's this one guy, Robert Miller, and he'd been studying the fish at Tacopa and surrounding areas, and he probably was the first one to notice something fishy. He finds that the pupfish population is in decline, but miraculously, even with the faster currents and higher downstream temperatures, which should have been an instant death blow, some of the pupfish are still holding on. Also, it turns out these remaining little guys aren't alone. The pupfish had some new neighbors. Somehow, bluegill and western mosquito fish were now also living in the pools. And I don't know how they got there. I, like maybe someone dumped them in there as a joke, but <laughs> <laughs> as a joke, <laughs> what kind of a joke is this? And now everybody, put your hands together, Larry the Bluegill comic. Oh man, it's hot out there, huh? Sure could go for a nice tall glass of water. I mean, just <laughs> who put this bluegill in my water? How'd this fish get in my water? There's a bluegill in my water. This is crazy. Hey, everybody, dip your waitress. I'll be here all week. So now, on top of everything, they have to deal with two new invasive species in their tiny little ecosystem. That's not good, because now they're competing for food with these new fish. And on top of that, these new fish are actually eating the pub fish. They're eating them. What jerks. In 1966, that guy Robert Miller, he's back and he's waiting around in the Tacopa Hot Springs counting the fish. Which just... As one does <laughs> when you're waiting around. Did you say waiting like W-A-D? Yeah. Okay. Waiting like a... He's not just like got some time to kill when he's like, oh, there's one. <laughs> <laughs> Two. No, he's, you know, knee deep okay. in there. So he's counting the fish and he notices, wait, pretty much all the pupfish are gone. You know, this, this isn't looking good. It took me like five seconds to count all the pupfish. <laughs> hmm. But at this point, it's like, what are you going to do? You know, you're in the midst of a spa craze. 
and you want to turn down the hot tub temp for one inch fish? You don't unplug the freezer in the middle of the frozen yogurt craze. <laughs> no. You're not going to pull the plug. Is You're that... not going to turn off the jets in the middle of the spot craze. Not going to happen. And nothing does happen. No one cares. The next time they go out and count the fish, they don't find any. And I didn't mention this earlier, but it's not just the fancy resorts who wanted in on the spa craze. All sorts of smaller hotels and motels pop up in the area and create man-made tubs in an attempt to attract the more budget-conscious traveler. And it's at one of these budget motels that they actually find a small population of pupfish still holding on. They're in an artificial pool at Jed's Motel, which has long since closed down, but I did find an ad for the hotel in a 1976 issue of a, a magazine mm-hmm. called Desert Magazine of the Southwest. Uh, the ad states... Desert Magazine? Who named that? <laughs> it the same guy who named the freaking Dove Valley. <laughs> the ad states... Private hot mineral baths, housekeeping units, barbecue, dance to live music and private clubhouse, potluck dinners, etc. Compare our prices. Come, have a happy time. Close June 15th to September 15th. I like that you can hide a lot of stuff in that, etc. <laughs> you don't hear that a lot today. Oh, come try out this new car. It's got a wheels, etc. But it's also uh, prefaced with potluck dinners hmm. so i don't know what that means that means you got to bring your own food really yeah it's a potluck it's like everybody <laughs> brings something and we're gonna have a picnic like you didn't bring anything i guess you're not getting dinner and as they're observing the pupfish at jed's motel some red flags get raised that suggest that these might not even be real to cope pupfish at all. Okay. That is about the last red flag that you would expect <laughs> to be raised at a place called Jed's Motel. Oh my God. Jeez. I, I, this is our room? <laughs> what is that smell? Oh, oh God. Don't look at the... Look at the cover. Frank, why are you always making a stay at places like this? I, I This is disgusting. Why can't we pl- stay someplace? There's that- black mold in the bathroom. That's not all that's in the bathroom. As you see, I went I to- don't need to go back in there. And wait a minute. Are these even real pupfish? So these new fish had smaller scales, and they think that the purebred Tacopa pupfish had hybridized with the Amagarosa River pupfish to create a new subspecies. At this point, they can't confirm whether the pupfish had silently gone extinct through hybridization or not, so they put it on the endangered species list, which is kind of a pointless gesture. The resort owners don't do anything. The health-conscious guests don't seem to care either. In fact, like no one seems to really care except that one guy who's counting fish. I bet the uh, pupfish would have something to say about this. <laughs> the pupfish would be like, what? What's the deal? <laughs> yeah, well, no one cares. It's a one-inch fish. They keep looking for the pupfish. They find some hybrids. 
but they aren't finding any of the real deal. They continue looking through the 1970s and they still don't find any. By now, the spa craze is kind of fizzling out. The FDA had stepped in and was like, hey, you can't keep saying this water is healing people because you don't have any evidence to back it up. So the resorts have to tone down their whole spiel on the health benefits of the waters. And all of a sudden, the clientele start to disappear. So maybe now that not as many hot tubs are being used, they think, I don't know, maybe the pupfish could actually make a comeback. So they do another search in 1981. This one's very extensive. They look in over 40 locations in the area. They don't find anything. Finally, the Fish and Wildlife Service officially declares the Tacopa pupfish extinct, noting that its loss was, quote, totally avoidable, unquote, and saying that, quote, the human projects which so disrupted its habitat, if carefully planned, could have ensured its survival, unquote. It's a shame. It would have been cool. I've never been to a hot springs, but I can imagine it would be cooler if there was a little tiny fish in there with you. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so they're gone. And the health nuts were like, whatever. <laughs> well, thanks for playing, Tacopa Pupfish. Maybe it should have been more health conscious. I hear the uh, hot natural spring water out in Tacopa is pretty good for that. Oh. oh. Burn. Uh. Of course, as usual, there is some pushback with this extinction. The local Tacopans didn't really believe the fish went extinct. They thought it was still there, and they probably still do to this day. But as experts pointed out, the fish they probably think is the Tacopa pupfish is actually an entirely different species or just a hybrid. Along with the pupfish, the spa craze had pretty much gone extinct by now, too. Most of the smaller motels had closed down and the bigger resorts fall into disarray. Most people just stopped coming or maybe they just started preferring nearby Palm Springs, you know? Makes sense. Tacopa doesn't sound all that great. Not without pupfish. But there were still some hardcore enthusiasts and a couple of the resorts stay in business, just not at their former glory. Then in recent years, we've seen a bit of a renaissance, although nothing like it previously was. Tour buses ship in tourists from L.A., and during peak seasons, the population jumps from around 150 to 500. Hmm. If you're thinking about visiting, you should know that it's a pretty remote area. There are no hospitals. You can't even get water or groceries or gas there. Probably no Wi-Fi. Yeah, there's no self-service. Yeah, there's not much going on. And um, if you're going to stay at one of the hot springs, uh, you shouldn't expect anything fancy. Uh, one of the features that Tacopa Hot Springs Resort promotes, uh, and yes, that resort's still running, mm-hmm. is um, a paved road leading up to the resort, just to give you an idea. And uh, Delights Hot Spring, you remember that resort? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's still around, too. And uh, they suggest bringing your own drinking water to the resort because they don't have water except the hot springs water. So falling on some hard times. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that something? Extinct the whole species and... That's how it ends. Right. So if you do visit one of the spas, you should know that the temperature of the water is regulated by adjusting the flow of water into the pools and that federal guidelines mandate that the water temperatures are not to exceed 104 degrees Fahrenheit. And let's not forget the ability to regulate that temperature 
is what led to the total annihilation of a species. But whatever. Gotta get my soak on. Friggin' spas. So what happened? You know, who's to blame? Basically, what happened here is that people wanted hotter hot tubs. Uh, so they turned on the jets in the pupfish pool and totally wiped them out. Any survivors were then cannibalized by their new neighbors. That's all? That's it. That's the pupfish. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, tune in next week to uh, see uh, another animal get extincted. Is extincted a word? Have we just no? We're just, we're just using it. Totally made that up. Okay. I love. It's a great word. It's useful. Yeah. A Peg Lake Deer production.